Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, good morning. It is uh, it is early. It is uh, 6.08 here on the KCO Day radio program. It is Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, I've been compiling a list. I'm going to call this my big list of legitimate reasons to burn your flipping house to the ground and the insurance company can't say crap. Okay, that's it. That's the list. I'd like to make the first entry on the legitimate reasons that you should be able to arson your home. And the insurance company can't say crap. And to do that, I'm going to go to Kentucky, where this happened. Mara Joe Thomas. Mara Joe Thomas said that um, she um, she heard the dog barking. Right, got the dog outside. Bark, bark, bark. She can go see what's up. Apparently, he's not usually a barker. Check it out. Walks out her front door. And. You know, her door opens inward. This is important. So the door, the front door opens inward. And so she opens her front door. She's going to figure out why the dog's losing its damn mind. And all of a sudden, snake to the face. I want to reiterate. Opens the door. Going to see why the dog's barking. Visualize this with me. Snake to the face. Chomps down on her face. Apparently the snake had had somehow, she has like this big hanging, looking at a picture of it, this big hanging door thing, right? And it says, God bless America, and it's it's looking like, um, I guess that's supposed to be a truck. It's got an American flag. Very patriotic. If Harris Teeter was selling it, they would stop selling it uh, because somebody on Twitter was mad. And... Um, the snake had apparently crawled up it and was literally perched on her front door on like the hook and the and the rope that's hanging the thing on there. So when she opened it, now the snake is right at eye level with her and bites her in the face. All right, so your ruling. Legitimate reason to burn your damn house to the ground. And the insurance company can't say crap. Ross, if a snake bit you in the face as you opened your front door to figure out why something was going on, Arson, legal, not guilty, jury nullification, right? I would say so, yes. Yes. Now, it's not a poisonous snake. So in that case, she lucked out because, you know, could, hey, you know what? We got poisonous snakes here in North Carolina. Tis the season. See them out playing golf, kill them with a nine iron, whatever. But 
on your front door, bites you in the face? Nope. That's it, man. So, that's, you know, these are the things I think about here just for the show. Figuring out the ways to uh, go ahead and commit arson. All right. Coming up on the, uh, what is this? I just can't even this morning. Some you, you know what some of you need? Some of you need about, you know those um, sensory deprivation chambers? You need like, you need a few days in there. Can I point this out? You need a few days in the old sensory deprivation chamber. It's one thing to be passionate. Some of you are insane. And I, I say that, I say that with love. Kind of. Like, you really need to you gotta take a step back. You know why? Because you can't let those people in Washington own every emotion you have. Can't do it. The greatest, you know, Ross and I will literally brag at each other if we have long extended periods of time where we didn't go on Twitter or look at any news stories. Oh, it's the best. I'm oh. telling you, I constantly think, your last point. On a daily basis, I'm scrolling through and I see people. I'm like, y'all need a break. Right. It doesn't mean you can't be passionate. doesn't mean you can't be interested, connected, try to, you know, make sure that you're knowledgeable on things. But man, if you're not, if you're not taking your, you know, just pulling your, pulling your head out of it for just a, 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 a some sort of period of time. You gotta. Or at the very least, just stop sending me stupid emails. Okay? Like, unless it's your job and you're getting paid for it. No, even if you're getting no, even if it's your job, you should never let your job run your life to that extent. Because the to our point, to the point. I was but just I'm saying, like, some I, people make their money on Twitter doing what they do, and you've got to realize that, like, some people are profiting off that. Like, that's their gig. So it's like I can understand when you're while you're on there, like, all the time. But like, if you're a normal person and you're spending a majority of your day on Twitter, you got an issue. It's not healthy. Well, and it's not just Twitter. It's like, like I have, like I have people who literally they put together like, for lack of a better word, like info emails, and then they send them to every radio and TV host they can find. They have a mailing list, and they're you know, and then they put like opinion pieces and, and links, and then they send me fifty emails a day, and I just I worry about you. Plus, you send attachments. I've ne- I've never opened any of your attachments. Nobody does. Nobody opens rando attachments like big video files and stuff like that. So you're literally you're screaming at a wall. But you just you need you need to take a break. You're not changing the world. I promise you that nobody in the in the radio, TV, or newspaper industry is reading any of your stuff. And it's nothing personal. I try to read emails. I try to especially people send me links to stuff and a little snippet here. I'm down, man. But when you're just repetitive and you're sending giant stuff, everyone's just ignoring you and putting you in the old block file. I'm just irritated because some of it's apparently slipped through my little block thing today. Um, it's not a surface. To, it's not a surface to air snake chuck. Shut up. 
people are speculating that the the face snake is uh, somehow one of your uh, your one offs your inventions, which is fair, but no, no, that is in fact not the case. All right, eight 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 nine three four seven eight seven four. Ah, it'll be one of those days, man. And we're only midway. Well, I guess we're not even midway through the week because, you know, the whole uh, we didn't work Monday thing. So, but whatever, uh, we'll uh, we'll work it out. All right. Coming up on the show, CNN, going to CNN. We'll get into that. Supreme Court speculation. Everyone's freaking out. Um, <laughs> I love this. You know, when sometimes you know in the denial how bad something is sticking in a person's craw. And when it comes to Lord Maple Leaf, who we told you about yesterday, and if you don't know who that is, don't worry. We will reiterate. We'll fill it in. Even after he went through and blocked a bunch of people, his fake embrace of all of this lets you know just how badly it's bothering him, and it's just it's just a thing of beauty, man. So we'll, we, will, we will have to update you on that story. Also, a former Patriots player retires for the 17th time or something. I'd battle whether it was, should we even bring this stuff up when these guys retire and then just because they're going to unretire? I don't know the answer to that. But that was the thing yesterday, and it was it was interesting too in the way that it was received by sports writers because they're like, hey, you know what? I'll wait and see. We'll wait and see how that goes. So uh, we'll we'll fill in that as well. Eight 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 nine three four seven eight seven four. Take a break. Be back. Hang on. One zero six one FM Talk and ninety four five WPTI. Two stations driving the best in talk. This is Casey O'Day and Carolina's Morning News. All right, so I'm sitting here and I'm reading a second version of the snake story, and it gives a different reason for opening the door, and I can't figure out why one outlet says this, one says that. But either way, she went out, opened the door, and snake to the face. Although in this other version, too, it points out that she uh, she's quoted as saying she's taking down her door hanger, which is her huge patriotic flag, God bless America thing that Harris Teeter would hate, uh, door hanger. So what is it, the snake some moon bat? Is that, where we, is that what's happening here, and it successfully got her to take down something? Just saying, man. That's the net result. Watch out. Mission accomplished there. Speaking of animals, we've got all sorts of uh, animal stories today. Animal rights, I don't even know why they're running this article, considering what a joke these people are. Uh, animal rights advocates, uh, read this as PETA. Right? So read it as these people who every year tell you that if you're eating Thanksgiving turkey, you're you're basically eating your own dog, okay? They lobbied outside of the uh, legislative building yesterday trying to push a statewide ban on tethering dogs. So this would, uh, they want to make it so you can't put your dog on a chain outside. Now don't get me wrong, and, and it's in certain conditions, which I'll, I'll explain here in a moment. But really, they don't they don't want it at all. And, and this is why nobody takes them seriously. The group is lobbying for the Fiona May Wagglebottom Act, uh, which is the name of a rescue dog. 
Again, this is how people don't take you seriously and are demanding that uh, they make it illegal in North Carolina to tether a dog outside when it's either below freezing, over 85 degrees, or in a storm or hurricane, which is a very broad, broad description. What, what, constitutes, what constitutes a storm? If it's raining, what if the dog's tethered, but the dog is tethered, but also has access to shelter? Now, is it ideal to leave a dog on a chain all damn day, and are there conditions where that's um, kind of sad? Yeah, absolutely. And those are already situations where they go and investigate that stuff. But if you want to lobby for parameters for that, but, I mean, simply putting a dog on a chain. We, we had a dog, you know, because here's the thing. Growing up in an agricultural environment, it's not like you have your standard traditional fence up around the house. You have you don't have a fence up around the house. You have a fence up around the, the totality of the property and then segmented for various agricultural purposes. But ultimately, you still don't want your dog running off into uh, no man's land because it sees a deer. So if you have a dog that's like that, and we had a dog that's like that, when that particular dog would go outside, because it was an indoor dog, when that particular dog would go outside, you'd take it outside and you'd clip it onto its chain and for and it had a it had a huge expanse of area to sit there and uh, and move around and it also had you know shelter up in there we didn't leave it out there for a bunch it was basically so it could go to the restroom or you know whatever and it lose its damn mind because it's seen animal but as it got older and you sat there and trained the dog we didn't have to do that anymore is that abusive behavior? Is that making sure the thing doesn't run off for literally the second time and stick its face in a porcupine? Which was an actual thing. Apparently that porcupine looked delicious. And she determined it was not delicious. But almost did it again on another separate occasion while I watched. And the porcupine was uh, none too pleased. Thankfully it was up in a tree. So, ah. <sighs> Yeah, so anyway, uh, no. And then over 85 degrees, What I mean, what is, again, these are all arbitrary BS. There's 85 degrees plus 90% humidity plus, you know, miserable. And then there's really comfortable 85 degrees. Especially early in this, you know, early in the spring where we may get the couple hot days, but the humidity hasn't arrived in North Carolina. Just stupid. But what is uh, probably more pressing is the Raleigh City Council is moving forward with a ban on exotic pets. Uh, the or Excuse me, they refer to it as the Dangerous Wild Animal Ordinance. Obviously prompted by the zebra cobra insanity. Thank you to that idiot. Almost a year after a venomous zebra cobra escaped in a North Raleigh neighborhood making national headlines, City Council met on Tuesday to discuss the ban on dangerous and wild animals inside city limits. The council voted 5-3 to three to move forward with a dangerous wild animal ordinance with another vote planned for July. All right, so here's what you're not going to be able to own unless you, I guess you currently own one. And then, you're just gonna, you're gonna, then they just made up a tax for you. Because that's how government works, retroactive taxes that they just think up and pull out of their butts. Uh, the ordinance would ban residents of the city of Raleigh from owning lions, 
tigers, wolves, right? Can't own the wolves, monkeys, hybrids or crossbreeds, whatever that means, and, quote, medically significant venomous snakes, i.e. zebra cobra, but not the one that bit that chick in the face because that was like a chicken snake or whatever they described it as. City residents who currently own a lion, tiger, wolf, monkey, medically significant venomous snakes, or uh, hybrids, crossbreeds, will be allowed to keep them. That's right. But they must register with animal control and pay a fee. See, that's how they, that's the retroactive tax. They just decided to make up for you. Owners who violate the ordinance will have their animals impounded by police and pay a $500 penalty. By the way, I'm not sure exactly how that works, too. Like, if somebody really wanted to challenge that, I know that you can retroactively just take somebody's property like that. The law wasn't in place. I'm not sure if that's a you know, Fourth Amendment kind of thing. But anyway, so uh, for you lion, tiger, and wolf old, uh, owners, I guess you're on notice. There you go. Your day, smarter, and celebrating 10 years of keeping you better informed. 106.1 FM Talk and News Talk 94.5 WPTI. More with KC starts now. Hey, remember back in the day where they just didn't want you to smoke on planes anymore? But that was it. I just, uh, you know, uh, the planes, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a tube, pressurized air. Really no way to get away from it. But that's it. That's that's all that uh, that's all we're really looking for. I just want to point out why I'm a slippery slope guy. And this is a prime example. And I don't even smoke. So they just wanted to they just wanted to make sure that people on the planes because there's no way to get away from it. But that's it. That's fine. Oh, wait. Oh, well, in the restaurants. And all the dead waitresses. Raj, you remember when all the waitresses died because the restaurants where they were smoking? Dead waitresses everywhere. You could you were trip you would trip over a dead waitress literally anytime you went out to eat. I remember those days. Some of you younger folks, maybe you don't. It was uh um so Doug Stanhope's got a whole bit. What how does he refer to it as the uh the uh the killing fields of nom pen of dead waitresses? The way that uh, that was pressed of over secondhand smoke, and uh, you can't, you can't. I know, even if people want to come to a place where they have smoke, it's not about them. It's about the, uh, it's about the poor employees. But that's it. That's all they really wanted. That's it. Just want to make sure that the uh, there's not, you know, all the dead waitresses aren't dead anymore. I point this out because now we're now we're here. You ready? Joe Biden's administration going to war with the nearly $100 billion U.S. cigarette industry by trying to implement a new FDA rule that would ban nearly all nicotine in cigarettes. It's just They just don't want you smoking on the plane or killing the waitresses. Stop killing the waitresses. That's it. Nothing more. That's it. That's all they want. The move reportedly comes as Biden tries to put energy into his cancer moonshot initiative where he promised to reduce cancer rates in the U.S. by half over the next quarter century. 
I'm telling you. Now, are cigarettes good for you? Probably not. I mean, I'm sure they're not. But who the hell is this guy? This is why anytime, and I don't care what it is, anytime you yield to a slight proposal by the government to come in and control your life on an individual issue, because either you feel it doesn't affect you or it's just this one little thing, this is where you get yourself, and it takes time. Don't smoke on an airplane turned into don't smoke in part of the restaurant, don't smoke in any of the restaurant, don't smoke on the sidewalk. near anybody and again i don't smoke i don't particularly i don't particularly like going to a place where you can smoke and my clothes smelling like smoke and having to uh, you know back in the day man go to a, you go out to a bar go out to a nightclub where they did allow smoking come home you got to quarantine the clothes even though you don't smoke kind of sucked but i chose to go there and now we're to the point where to to basically keep some weird promise that he made that was a campaign stump speech, he wants to ban nicotine and cigarettes. I mean, quite obviously, this is about distracting from any another uh, any other issue that's out there. Ross, you worked a bunch of nightclubs doing DJ stuff when you were on the music side when they had smoking. Do you remember having to quarantine your clothes? You come home, stuff just stinks, right? Oh, yeah, it was the worst. Just the worst. Um, but you chose to go there, right? Well, I was getting paid, so yeah. Yeah, but you, the, but that's my point, because you are literally one of the dead waitresses. Well, you're not. You didn't die, so everyone apparently everyone else Yeah, did. I also did not get addicted to secondhand smoke. You didn't. You don't crave? You don't You don't want somebody to Never. Like, roll into the studio and smoke next to you right now? Not even, not even a thought that crossed your mind. Here's the thing. People are angry and mean enough. What do you think happens if you take all their nicotine away? Well, I'm, you, I'm saying, like, people are going to, they're, they're already pissed off at this administration, and now you're giving them more of a reason. I, I think maybe the mindset with the administration is anyone who would smoke is not, obviously, not a, uh, a constituent anyway. They're just a bunch of dumb rednecks. Which. Okay, go down that road, dude. Go down that road, throw everyone in the butt. It's like when uh, when they made the proposal again to do away with the uh, menthol cigarettes. And it's just, it's so humorous because we don't even have to get into statistics here because literally there are like civil rights groups or activists that have literally called this out as a rule that targets disproportionately minorities, right? So it's not even... Not even me doing the stereotyping. It's literally people responding to this insanity. But now he wants to go all in on this? According to the FDA, uh, a new rule doing this would prompt the additional 13 million adult smokers to quit within five years of implementation. Why is this your job? This is not your job. And obviously, I you know, there's the, there's the sheer stupidity of it and the big government aspect of it, but there's also the idea that, I don't know if you know this, um, Ross, you ever driven around North Carolina and seen what grows around here sometime? Uh, yeah, on the road? every now and again, sure. Yeah, so you're driving and all of a sudden you look over in the field and you're like, ah, I know what that is. Uh, what is that? 
Uh, lots of tobacco. Ah, look at that. So you want to uh, you want to uh, basically destroy the entirety of the industry, which also includes people who grow tobacco and continue to grow tobacco, and have grown tobacco for uh, for a bunch of time. Because at the same time, and this is this is what kills me, and, and people will call and they'll be like, and because they'll, they'll forget that this is this is just about government get out of my face and not me sitting here and wanting to uh, uh, debate the uh, the medical side of this, right? Because I don't even think we have to get into that. But a bunch of the very same people that are screaming bloody murder over why there's not legalized marijuana are the very same folks who go, good, good, get rid of all of this. And again, this isn't about... This isn't about, um, you know, medically which one is, is better or worse for you. It's the point that sometimes you're just an adult and sometimes you're going, to in, you're going to ingest things that are not that good for you. You know, alcohol would be a prime example. There's a lot, a lot of bad stuff from, uh, from the world of alcohol, especially if you do uh, a lot of it. Unless you're one of these weird 105-year-old people who, like, literally your whole life just ate, like, fat back and drank a, you know, a fifth of whiskey and smoked a, a carton of cigarettes a day and somehow you made it to 105, and I don't know how you people do that, but I'm always amazed. But, you know, that's the exception and not the rule. So this guy wanting to have a win and to do it is basically going to go all the way to the bottom of the slope, the very slippery slope that I talk about each and every time I see some of this stuff. Tobacco companies note that a move like that could potentially eliminate hundreds of thousands of jobs. I would think it's more than that, actually. Because you have people that obviously work for the tobacco companies, and we have people in the, with the, that are li- literally listening to me right now who work for tobacco companies. But you have all of the agriculture uh, in and around it, plus you have the people that support the agriculture in and around it. i got to think that number's bigger. All right, 888-934-7874. Um, well, anyway, 643, back in just a few. Celebrating 10 years of keeping you connected, this is 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle. All right, welcome back, and uh, good morning, 649 KCO Day radio program. This email, quote, um... Hey guys, we farm tobacco, and last week my wife was asked to listen to a conference call in D.C. about this. The amount of woke radicals calling in would blow your mind. It's really pathetic. These people have nothing better to do than worry about the choices other people make. Oh, yeah. Again, just just don't want you smoking on the plane, that's all. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Everything, everything is incremental. Anytime they tell you that this is limitation to what they want to control your life, it is not the limitation to what they want to control your life. They want, they want the whole enchilada. And they realize that you have to be regimented in the way that you go after it. This is the, uh, this is the end game stuff. This is, frankly, this is why Republicans uh, really suck at this stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're, you know, they're politicians. They're willing to lie to you and, and blow smoke, so to speak. But really regiment, uh, you know, uh, regimented, multi-year long-range planning to achieve the, uh, you know, to achieve your goal. And don't get me wrong. Occasionally, they, they stumble into something. Part and parcel. Look at the Supreme Court, where it is now, and some of the things that are coming up. But, you know, this, is, this has been a passion project for a lot of folks. Uh, and as the emailer points out, as you can imagine, most of, the, uh, uh, most of the people participate were part of some BS government nonprofit. Oh, yeah. That's how you judge. That's, that is absolutely 100% accurate. You filter into a lot of these nonprofits, and, and this, is, this is where you live your life. You got tax exempt status running around trying to influence politicians to control other people's decisions based on your preference. You're the ultimate HOA. You're the ultimate busybody. And now you've decided you don't like tobacco, so you you want to you want a uh, death nail to every ounce of it. So, yep, I'm going to keep being Slippery Slope guy every time I see this stuff because I'm right. Donna, what's going on? Good morning, Casey. Morning. As a smoker, I am not so sure that Biden isn't working hand-in-hand with the tobacco companies because with less nicotine, people are just going to smoke more to get their fix. And then what it will do is it will foster the black market. And another thing I'd like to point out is the hypocrisy of this administration handing out crack pipes. I guess I'd be better off smoking crack than cigarettes, right? Well, there's not nicotine in it, Donna. Well, it sure is addictive, though, isn't it? Have you considered the fact that there's not nicotine in your crack? I bet you Uh, Yeah. Yeah, All I'm hoping is that... What I'm hoping is that my uh, smoke shop will sell carton of cigarettes and they'll include nicotine patches with it. Yeah, I, and, you know, that's the other thing, too. How does, that, how does that work for nicotine patches? Who the hell knows? I don't, I don't yeah. know. What is it? What is it? And is it just cigarettes? What does that mean for chewing tobacco? Oh, I that's mean, a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no. Yeah, whatever. Nanny states, nanny government, it's just... It's also very annoying. And, and, it's, uh, and it's why back in the 70s when they said they didn't want you smoking on a plane anymore, everyone should have went, shut your face hole, we'll figure it out. Get out exactly. Of and you're so right about the Republicans because they're hand-in-hand hand, like with these red flag laws. Um, they're just hand-in-hand yeah. hand with the Democrats at this point. 
Well, because they think that that's going to be a win for them. Oh, you just want this one thing? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, let's another in. slippery slope, as, yep. as much as I hate using that term. It truly, truly is. Yep. And I, uh, cigarettes are the ultimate uh, uh, demonstrable example. And this is literally yep. it brought full circle. So if there's one upside, it's how I can prove myself right all day long and twice on Sunday. All right, Donna, thank you very much for the call. Yep. Appreciate it. Ah. Uh, you guys got your tinfoil hats? You bring your tinfoil hats today? All right. I want to play you a little chunk of audio from the president of the United States yesterday. Tinfoil hats firmly in place. Tell me what on God's green earth, on what the this means. We, we do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing for fairly well. That's why we need the money. Uh, if you uh, just hypothetically, if you had to, you know, I don't know, uh, look at a calendar. When do you think second pandemic may hit? You got any guesstimates? Any, uh, yeah, got a dart you want to throw at a calendar and uh, see when that second paid, uh, pandemic they're planning for may hit? Because, of course, people are interpreting that in multiple ways. They're interpreting it as, well, we're just, you know, putting together a rainy day fund to we're literally planning for another pandemic. And, oh, by the way, it has November in its name. Perhaps early November. Perhaps, I don't know, the uh, first Tuesday following the first Monday of November. Yeah, right around that time. Yeah, we'll get a little pandemic -y. Although you got to be, you got to leave a little pandemic -y before that so that you can essentially groom how... Um, how you handle uh, various uh, voting uh, elements. Because, again, they don't even have to cheat. They just have to give an appearance where um, people freak the F out. That's what they need to do. But this, is, this is what people fail to understand. You just have to manipulate it in a way. You just have to manipulate it in a way where you can sit there and point at your political opponents and go, look at these loons. When in reality, uh, people are also just looking at the way that you manipulated stuff. And he did backroom deals. Our own attorney general had his hand slapped because he's a garbage partisan piece of crap who decided to work with Mark Elias and the Democratic Party rather than the, you know, within the interest of constituents here in North Carolina. But that's who he is. So when Biden says, oh, we're planning for a second pandemic. We, we do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. People, uh, people are going to have some thoughts on that. That's all I'm saying. All right, 888-934-7874. In fact, if you have thoughts, you're welcome to call in. Go ahead. Let's see here. Ron, what's up? Hey, I've been a smoker a long time. I was kind of worried about this when they were talking about Biden going after the smokers. But this man has not accomplished anything in the last 20 years except incarcerate people. So I, I'm not worried. He can't plan for a pandemic. He can't plan for anything. This is the worst I've ever seen it. I do maintenance all over the place fixing everything. But this man couldn't fix a toilet inside a room that had 
a hole going through it. I, this is horrible. So you think because he's he's feckless that the bureaucracy of the United States can't do what they have been doing incrementally uh, incrementally for thirty years? Well, I wouldn't. Been doing I, I, wouldn't bet, I wouldn't bet on 30. that, sir. Well, this is a funny thing. It's pick and choose the laws. When they legalized pot in California, it took it's taken forever to get across the rest of the nation. It's pick and choose your law. It's been pick and choose your law for the longest time. What you have to recognize is the level of force that they will exert or they will attempt to exert, and I'm just wait for when they start talking about this more in depth, will come down to several things, not the least of which is the participation rate in group health care plans administered by the government, either through Obamacare or Medicare. Um, you know, and, and this is why, and thanks for the call there, sir, this is... This is why they want you attached to a governmental system, because then they can control your behavior. This is what people fail to understand. And it is going to be an argument they're making. here on the KCO Day radio program, hour number two, as we get things rolling. Hey, at uh, some point today, um, a thought will cross your mind. You'll have to evaluate perhaps your, uh, your bank account or how much you're spending at the pump or at the grocery store, any of it, and you'll probably think some words that uh, you don't want to, uh, would never say aloud in front of children especially. Um, but I want you to know that even with all of that crossing your mind and everything having to do with money that um, uh, weighs so heavily, for the first time in history, we're going to have two women's signatures on money. So this is, uh, this is, uh, this is super exciting. So, th- you know, just think about that. How do I know? Because that was literally the White House wanting to make us all feel better about everybody's monetary situation yesterday. Chief of Staff Ron Klain said he was very excited because for the first time in the history of the United States, two women's names will be on money. How he determined their women, I don't know. I mean, maybe perhaps he should have said vulva owners or uh, whatever the, uh, the hip phrase is for the kids these days, but um, he just wanted you to know it's really exciting. The Biden administration has named uh, Marilyn Malerba uh, the uh, U.S. Treasurer. She is Native American. And uh, when you couple that with the uh, Treasury, head of the Treasury, Janet Yellen, um, or Treasury, uh, so Treasury Secretary and then the Federal Reserve, excuse me, uh, Janet Yellen, um, boom, there you go. Two women on the money that you don't have as much of anymore. So, you know, make sure you check it out real quick before it gets you have to spend it at a much higher rate than you used to. 
So uh, super duper excited about that. Just wanted to I wanted to start your second hour on a high note. I know how exciting all of that is. All right. Uh, let me grab a quick phone call here. Uh, Monica, what's going on? Hi. Good morning. morning. Yeah, I was just the smoking thing. I don't smoke, but the what about my body, my choice? Well, but your secondhand smoke killed the waitresses, so forgot about that. Oh. Yeah. I guess it, it does. Yeah, when's the last time you saw a waitress in the wild? It's been a while, huh? Yeah. I thought, I thought yeah. it was mostly because they simply can't staff people to do those jobs because everyone got paid to stay home, but maybe it is the secondhand smoke. Maybe they're right. So, yeah. Well, I, I, you I know, we, you. we were subjected to secondhand smoke with kids. Uh, you know, when we were little kids all the time with our parents, you right. know, yeah. still here. Well, yeah, well, and keep in mind, too, that uh, many of these very same, thanks for the call there, Monica, many of these very same folks are all aboard not just the legalized marijuana train, but the decriminalized drugs train. You know, if it's for personal use. See, that's what you need to do. You need to just tell them that your cigarettes are personal use cigarettes. And if that sounds heavy-handed, what the hell's going on in Canada? Am I, wait a second, am I allowed to talk about this, or or will it uh, irritate Lord Maple Leaf? I thought I understood, fundamentally understood, uh, even though I think it's a little weird, I thought I had a pretty good uh, idea of how the Canadian parliamentarian uh, government system works. But maybe I'm wrong because it sounds like it sounds like if you're the prime minister, you can do whatever you damn well please, man. Did you see the latest? Justin Trudeau yesterday said that he's banning plastic. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Straws, stir sticks, plastic silverware, um, plastic bags. In fact, uh, by December of this year, it will be illegal to import or manufacture plastic products, uh, the ones that I just listed. And by 2023, it will be illegal to, uh, let me get the exact wording here. I believe it's just distribute and or sell them. Yeah, distribute and or sell them. So they're going to have a buffer for people having a year's supply of this stuff. How did that come about? Did the British Parliament, or excuse me, the the Canadian Parliament uh, pass a law and do all of it? No, just Trudeau's like, yeah, I'm going to do this thing, so here you go. Just decided to do the thing, and so he's doing the thing. Absolute insanity, man. Uh, Minister, uh, what is this uh, guy's name? Stephen Goldbeau. Yeah. My French pronunciation. By the end of the year, you won't be able to manufacture or import these harmful plastics. We we expect this provision will prevent 1.3 million tons of plastic waste over the next decade. Yeah, plastic checkout bags, cutlery, stir sticks, and straws. Gone. And criminal if you were to sell or distribute them after a certain point. Just randomly did it, man. But to be fair, they also randomly just decided that nobody can buy handguns up there anymore. 
And if you protest too aggressively, they'll seize your bank account or at the very least freeze it. So, yep, apparently I didn't, I didn't fully understand how it actually worked up there. Two women controlling the money. Bass boat sales will plummet. Probably true, sir. Probably true. That's true. Look at that. You got it. That's true. Um, well, you know what? I'm going to get into this here in a moment. I saw this. I saw this story. I'm, I'm very curious. What people think, here we go, what people think is, um, is actually going to happen here. Why is that not loading? Oh, you, you want me to update right now? In the, I mean, you know, I'm in the middle of doing something, computer. Can you just, like, do your updates later? Is that even a possibility? No, you want it right now? Okay. All right, let me do this. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. It is the KCO Day radio program. The show after the show is on the iHeartRadio app. Search KCO Day for the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. watching a video here um so so obviously you've probably seen it uh where people just run around on uh uh, dirt bikes or quads atvs three-wheelers um driving around on the streets sometimes stunting uh but they're not you know they're not plated or have blinkers or any of the rest of it and it's it's different how different cities will deal with it well up in new york city they got sick of it so they started seizing the things, and yesterday they uh, had a hundred of them lined up like it's an evil Knievel jump, and then just had a giant bulldozer drive over them. Kind of a cool video here, but yeah. Anywho, all right, let me get let me get over to the thing I have a question about because I don't know what you do here. I, yes, I am irritated. The White House is right to be irritated. The White House on Tuesday slammed a suggestion from the Russian government that two Americans captured in Ukraine, obviously fighting on behalf of Ukraine, uh, may face the death penalty. Quote, it's appalling that a public official in Russia would even suggest the death penalty for two American citizens that were in Ukraine. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said at a White House briefing, uh, Alexander Druk and Andy Hune are believed to be held by the pro-Moscow uh, uh, Donetsk People's Republic. Uh, so this is the uh, the region of Ukraine that the Russian government claims are coming in inter- uh, it's uh, intervention on behalf of. You know, I watched a very fascinating uh, explanation of this. Um as to the very specific targeting of the various regions of the Ukraine. Not, not because remember, you had obviously the peninsula, which they decided, yeah, it's ours. We're just going to take that under the Obama administration. And now you have this region. There is 
the amount of impact from an energy policy standpoint that specifically connects to those two regions and the games going on with the two pipelines that run through Ukraine that Russia relies on, it's really, really fascinating once it's all put in perspective for you why why Putin is, is going in this direction. And the short of it is, if Ukraine wanted to, because the pipelines, uh, the main pipelines flow through Ukraine, there's one through Belarus, there's two through Ukraine, there's some others, but those are the main ones. The main one is through Ukraine. If, if Ukraine wanted to, and they were to actually target and harvest from their own natural resources, which prior to all of this, uh, all the various energy companies, the Chevrons, the BPs of the world, all had contracted certain areas to do this, they could essentially shut down the vast majority of European usage of Russia natural gas because they have so much. And because they're on the front end of that pipeline, they also control what comes through the entry side of it, too. They could really screw the pooch there. And the most, the richest, the two richest regions are the Crimean Peninsula and this Donetsk area, Donetsk, I can't pronounce it, but this area that they're targeting. And, and further north of there uh, as well, which you can expect to be the progression there. But that is where these known deposits are. And uh, they put it best. They said Putin is Putin's a guy who runs an energy company who happens to be president of a country. And that's, you know, considering how much of their GDP and how much of their budget uh, the, for governmental operations comes from energy, um, it's probably not inaccurate. It would be devastating, and it was devastating. Russia, when 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 gas prices were uh, really, really, really low, energy prices were very low uh, back around 2014, and then also during the pandemic there, it is devastating to the Russian economy because they just don't have money coming in. All right, so I got a little sidetracked. Here's the, here's the reason I bring this story up. So these two... Um, are being held by this uh, the, the breakaway People's Republic, any of the rest of it. You know, basically uh, puppets to Putin. Uh, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov on Monday told NBC the pair are soldiers of fortune eligible for criminal trial before saying on a press call Tuesday that Russia can't rule out their executions. I believe they've actually um, sentenced a couple foreign fighters, including a British foreign fighter, to death. Or no, two of them. Here we go. Yeah, two foreign fighters from Britain, one from uh, Morocco. All right, so here's my thing. Because I, obviously I recoil and I find it repugnant at the idea that the Russians uh, would even threaten to execute Americans. But I also go through the thing of... How much energy are we willing to expend over something like this? Do we have an obligation to? Or when people decide that they're going to be mercenaries, then with that come certain potential consequences. Now, we probably wouldn't, we don't execute war criminals, um, uh, except in very extreme circumstances uh, here in the United States, but that wouldn't stop us from, um, you know, using every 
power available um, to punish individuals who would align themselves with our enemies. I'm not justifying it. I'm just asking how far are you willing to go if that's the direction they decide they want to go? Both are U.S. military veterans. I think they're both from Alabama. And they were captured back on uh, back when they were helping uh, Ukraine uh, push back in Kharkiv. Um, see, Russia, this is what's important. So the, this region of Ukraine, which claims to be a country, there's only one country that recognizes the country, and that's Russia. Just because this is this is the, the the puppetry of all of this. Russia doesn't have the death punishment as a criminal penalty, but the breakaway state does. In a video interview recorded with their captor and in a, uh, after their capture, an interrogator potentially affiliated with the pro-Russia rebels informs Hume that he's now eligible for the death penalty under the laws of the Donetsk Republic. Hune responded, and it look, he looks very much under duress if you saw this. He says, quote, I know that I have committed crimes and I'm willing to accept my punishment. Uh, I would say this, both uh, the other, all the other fighters sentenced to death, which is supposed to be carried out quickly, they have not executed them, so it's pretty obvious that there's a lot of bargaining stuff going on here. And they realize there'd be consequences, but I, I want to know. What do you think is the obligation if somebody is to go and decide that they're going to be a mercenary, even if you think the cause is just. And if you think that, well, still, you don't get to execute Americans, fine. What do you think that, the to what extent do you, you think we should go to war with Russia? Because that's essential. I mean, that obviously is who this is. Do you have the appetite for that? What is the obligation that we have? 888-934-7874. Very curious what you think. Hell no, you don't get to touch a hair on an American's head, or these guys were dumb for going over there, or somewhere in the middle. You let me know. It is the Casey O'Day radio program. Celebrating 10 years and still going strong. Thank you. KC is on 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle. All right, welcome back. 735 KCO Day radio program. Let me, um, let me set the scene, the scenario once again. We do have some open lines, so I'm very curious what you think on this. Uh, two uh, U.S. military veterans though not acting in an official capacity. They were um, uh, seen as soldier of fortune, if you will, uh, were, um, were captured in the disputed region over in Ukraine, and the puppet government there of this quote-unquote country, which only Russia recognizes, essentially said that they will be considered for the death penalty, a uh, sentence that they've been handed down to several foreign fighters, including two Brits uh, thus far, though not carried out. And obviously the administration says they were, um... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Flabbergasted at it. They were, uh, they find it appalling uh, that this discussion's even happening. My question is, now, look, I, I, there's a certain amount of gamesmanship here, and I'm sure that they, they see them as negotiation tactics in the same way that that WNBA player up in Russia, they just ex- extended her hold again uh, with Brittany Griner, which is, this is all about geopolitics. But my question is, is there an obligation if they actually are going to go and execute these dudes to, for the U.S. government to physically act on their behalf? I mean, I, I don't. I don't mean negotiating and 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 having conversations about stuff and you know that sort of geopolitics. But I saw people commenting saying, "Hey, if they're going to threaten to kill, uh, especially these guys who serve their country, then we need to go stomp a mud hole in their uh, behinds." And I'm like, "Is that what you want? Is that a good use of America's military might and time?" To engage ourselves in, in a battle which would almost assuredly put us in a war situation with Russia? Or is it a scenario where, look, these guys knew what they were signing up for, whether they were doing it for money, um, which, you know, some guys do from a mercenary standpoint, soldier for hire, or they were doing it because they felt that it was the right thing to do. They decided that they were going to go and enter the battlefield, and, and sometimes bad things happen to people who are on the battlefield. 888-934-7874, and let me ask this another way. Let's say that they were, uh, they were told specifically that any Americans who enter this region would be subject to arrest. And some folks from a, from an aid organization said, well, you know what? There's people that are dying. There's people that are hurt. There's people that are hungry. Um, and, you know, I, we, this is our mission, and we feel strongly enough that we're going to come and we're going to provide the medical aid or food uh, to these folks. And those people are captured. Would you feel the same way as when it comes to a couple guys acting from a soldier standpoint? If, uh, I don't know, a Christian aid organization was to go over there. Because I got I to tell you, here's how I feel about this stuff. Remember the guy, the uh, missionary dude who decided he was going to go over to North Sentinel Island here, what, last year? Didn't work out, obviously. I'm, I'm still of the opinion, what an idiot. And and I know that irritated some of you. They're like, "Well, we're called to uh, we're called to bring the word of God to every right." I got that, and 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 God bless. And I and I know people that have spent a lot of time uh, doing doing uh, missionary work, uh, uh, going to places, building homes, uh, providing aid, all of that. And there is a certain inherent risk. But North Sentinel Island is a different animal. And that was a scenario where that was uh, that was guaranteed to be a no-win scenario. So, you know, going and engaging in a uh, in a battle there in Ukraine, 
I don't I don't know. I don't know what people are expecting the U.S. government to do other than hold uh, bitter press conferences, which is fine. They should do that. But I, I, I also worry that we're going to find ourselves in a scenario where they then decide that they got to make one of these stupid Obama-style trades where they're trading a deserter for, uh, you know, uh, five bad guys. 888-934-7874. All right, let's, let's go to the phones here. I, this, I think this is a very interesting topic. Um, Chris, what's going on? Hey, good morning. How you doing? Good. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, my comment about the two fellows that was nabbed by the Russian sympathizers, yeah. uh, they should have bloody well known better. If these guys were former military, uh, they know the risks took them entirely upon their own to go over there and fight somebody who's not attacking the United States. And so uh, they shouldn't be killed. But a U.S. military response, no, never. Forget about it. It's best the government does nothing about this. Well, they are. Remember, sir, they did attack the United States. They put their Manchurian candidate, President Trump, in and told him what to do. Adam Schiff said that. <laughs> yes, indeed, Tavares. Yeah, he's got, he's got evidence, so you better watch out, sir. All right, thanks for the call there, Chris. All right, so yeah, he's on team. You knew what you signed up for. Ben, what's going on? Casey, I see both sides of this, but here's the fact. The fact is that these guys went in because there was people in need, and the U.S. was not willing to do it. Certainly we should get these guys out. But number two, the fact that the U.S. couldn't go in in the first place, I don't think the U.S. is capable of going and getting these guys out. So you're going to have to put in another set of mercenaries to go rescue their own guys. Uh, you know, if if the, we hire the U.S. to do these things, that's just do it, Casey. Well, well, I mean, well, my question is to what it, you say that you know they got to go in and, and and figure out a way to get them out. What does that include in your mind? Well, what I'm saying is the first question is why did these guys go in there? My understanding is they went in either to rescue. The innocents, one way or the other, went to rescue innocents. And I'm sure before they ever uh, put on their, uh, you know, uniforms and stuff, they begged the U.S. to go in and rescue these people. It's like, it's like watching a fire, you know? It's like watching, you got to do something. This, you know, you got a kid in a burning house and the firemen are just standing outside. Your obligation as a human being is to go in there and do what you can. You know, Perhaps and then uh, you get you get yourself in trouble. Well, at least the firemen who are standing outside have the obligation to go in and get you. Come on, you got to do the right thing in the end. But I don't think those firemen, those government firemen standing outside, have the capability to go rescue you. So you're going to have to send in more mercenaries to rescue everybody. To what uh, extent? Now, 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 hold on, and thank you very much for the call. Ross, I have an idea. What if we sent in a guy, just one guy, to take pictures of where they're being held? Just to take pictures, though. I don't see any harm in just the pictures. He's just, he's just there to take the pictures. I just want to know Is the he good the at it? Because, I mean, th that requires some skill. Yeah, no, he, uh, he's, he's got a little bit of military background himself. No, you I, know, I understand so. about the military background, but like experience right. is taking pictures. Right, yeah. Because well, I'm afraid think, he look, might go over there and then fly off the handle. Well, I mean, who can't run a camera? They're all on smartphones these days. It's fair. so simple. It's so simple. If you're just there to take pictures, shouldn't be a problem. Well, is he going to be like holding his phone vertically or horizontally? 
Well, he's not a monster. Obviously, it would hold it horizontally, right? All right. We'll so give, this in fine. We'll send him in. Okay. All right. I think it'll work out. All right. Let me grab uh, Ray Stajic. We'll come back and more calls coming up here in the next segment. What's going on, man? How much, KC? How are you? Uh, good. So, worst day ever today, huh? That's nice. <laughs> well, I mean, it's been hotter. 100th the record for uh, Raleigh and the Triangle for today. I think that was like, when was that? Yeah, 1914. 1914. Imagine that. 97 today in Raleigh. Probably about 96, 97, probably about the same out of the triad, so most of us in the mid-upper 90s. Now, we don't have the humidity, but we still may get a stray shower thunderstorm. So that's what's a little bit different about this air mass than it was last week, and it's not going to stick around because by tomorrow we're going to shave off about 10 degrees from where temperatures are today. So tomorrow will be in the upper 80s. We might get an isolated shower thunderstorm. And then Friday weekend looked beautiful. I think it'll be a little humid, but just a few clouds around and near 90 each day. So, you know, 88 to 91, let's say, across the region. Overnight lows, mid-upper 60s. And uh, no rain in the forecast now. I think we'll start to see the shower thunderstorm thing come back as we get into next week. So today, the hottest day of the next seven days. Uh, The good news is that we'll back off the heat and should be pretty nice as we get into, can you believe already, Casey, it's the last weekend of june this weekend yeah. unbelievable Crazy, yeah man. all right <laughs> it well, is we'll uh, talk in an hour if we don't burst into flames before then see ya thank you <laughs> all right all right there you go Ray stagic uh, making your life miserable uh more calls coming up on this uh on this whole uh, uh two guy uh, two soldiers of fortune captured in ukraine story and a wide variety of opinions judging by my email as well so we'll get to more of it coming up hang on A new decade on the calendar and celebrating 10 years on the air. This is 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle and News Talk 94.5 WPTI in the Triad. Well, well, that could change things. Ross was just, Ross says there's a big breaking news update on the the two soldiers over in Ukraine. What is it? Yeah, it looks like they uh, they escaped to the uh, Los Angeles underground. The soldiers of fortune. Yeah. They promptly escaped. Prompt, oh, so they promptly escaped. That's important. That's good. And that's from Twitter. So That's what Twitter says, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of their van. Okay. Well, good. <sighs> Google that reference if you don't get it. Okay? All right. Anyway, uh, let me grab uh, a couple more calls here. Do-do-do-do. Oh, everyone wants to weigh in. All right. Uh, Brandon, what's going on? Oh, nothing much, uh, Casey. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd just like to ask the previous caller, uh, you know, people with that mindset, we ought to just go because it's the right thing to do. Uh, are they willing to send their sons and daughters to potentially a draft? I mean, we're talking about major world war if we break out with Russia. Possibly you got China there to back them also. Right. The other thing that the original point I brought up to Ross was <clears> – <throat> You know, those guys over there, they're not authorized by our military, our government, to be over there. And the way I look at it is, it's kind of like a this gun debate we got in this country and our freedom of speech. Um, the parallel I can see with that is, you know, you got somebody crazy go shoot up a school, let's say, but you want to punish 40 million Americans for one person screwing up. Now, we're going to throw our sons and daughters and spill, spill our blood for a conflict that we should have, we have no business in. 
If you're willing, and, this, and like I said, the previous caller and anybody else has got this idea, you willing to send your own sons and daughters, or even yourself, either put up or shut up, but don't throw the whole dang country into a major conflict around the world because you want to play chicken hawk. If so we're not going to make it 51st state out of Ukraine, we shouldn't be over there. Well, I mean, look, that, there are certain ge- opinion, well, well, I will say this. There are certain geopolitical interests. And, you know, one of the things with Ukraine that is important is we, we, do have a little, we do have a bit of a dog in this fight, and here's why. We convinced, we were among three nations that convinced Ukraine, following the collapse of the USSR, to voluntarily give up all of the nuclear weapons that they had, which was like 150-some weapons. And and so we signed an agreement, and and with the it was the UK, the US, and Russia, which is essentially said that if they give them up, um, nobody nobody's allowed to screw with Ukraine, especially any of those countries. And if they do, there's obligations on the part of the others. We've just ignored that commitment we made. So how do we then convince other countries to believe us when we say that we're going to do things that we're going to do? And, and, and uh, Casey, I do agree with you. But see, this is a problem. The, the United States government has been playing games for years. With that said, what about the GPOA in Iran? They're trying to restart that nuclear deal with them. Now, we know what they're going to do. See, we, we play these games because it's, it's a control thing. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It, all okay. this politics and stuff like that, I do not... Now you're off in a different direction. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what we know to be the case. And we know to be the case that the U.S. was part of this group I, that convinced Ukraine to give it up. We said we wouldn't let them get attacked, and they're getting attacked. So right, we have to square I, I, okay, that. Okay, I agree. But, but, but this is the thing, though. Why did we tell a sovereign country, we'll take the bill for you, give up your nuclear weapons? And then we, we're not doing nothing right now. That's what I'm saying. It's all these semantics of these games we're playing. And, and really, if you think about it, Iran is not no different. We're, we're willing to do a nuclear deal with them. And no, but it is, where, sir, where is that is, a But it is us? different. It, it, it is different because we, Iran, you're probably right. I agree with you. But that hasn't come right. to pass yet. This has come to pass. It, it this is not. a scenario that's come to pass. So it is. It it absolutely reflects on. I agree with you. I don't think the U.S. should be sitting there yeah. saying that they're going to. And we have a lot of countries where we've essentially agreed to, uh, uh, you know, CYA. But they did agree to it. Well, yeah, and we're, so, we're, and we're so, but police, here's, but it impacts our ability. The world. What's that? I said we are the police department of the world. Is what what we're getting into. No, we're not getting into that. I'm getting into one scenario. I agree with you that we shouldn't be, but we did already say this, right? This is I understand that, and that's why I'm, that's the problem, Casey. That we make all these commitments under different administrations, and we get other administrations involved. 
we don't keep commitments, we back out, and then we get another administration next next four or eight years, make a different, you know, we have a different standing. I mean, look at look at the debacle in Afghanistan. We promised them protection. What do we do? We pulled out as soon as 13 of our soldiers got killed for what? And gave what? them $80 billion in munitions. I don't think we didn't promise Afghanistan protection. We decided we had said we were oh, going yeah, to stick yeah, oh, yes, we, oh, yes, we did. We was going to keep the airfield, and we gave that up. We were going to hold on the airfield because it was a decision. This is uh, it, it was a, yeah, it was a logistical. It was logistical to keep us in that part of the in the, in the country, and that but part also of the region to keep, of the world to keep China from coming in there. And we decided that we weren't. This is a different thing. We signed an agreement. And convinced a country to give up the, what was at the time the third largest uh, uh, nuclear power. Ukraine was the third largest at the time that they gave up I, I all know. of those weapons. So this is about. And, and I agree this, with. This is about. And Ukraine. I agree Granted, with. You, but, I got other calls we to get to. I got. I, I got other calls. This is a circular logic. Every time I say on this one point, you go talk about something else. The point, the point is, is it, it is, it is, a, is, is it a credibility issue? And I think that it is a credibility issue. Not that we should have put ourselves in that position in the first place. I agree with you, sir. All right, Jennifer, what's up? Hi, thanks for taking my call. I um, am so glad to hear about the update on Twitter. I hope it's true and gets verified um, that the guys escaped, but... I guess I had two thoughts. My first oh, thought is... Oh, no, no, um, that's... Uh, Jennifer, that was Ross making a joke. Oh, that was something different? That's Yeah. Was, okay, sorry. Anyway, yeah, no, well, no, no, then, no. this makes this comment more <laughs> applicable. Um, but uh, I think that once it's like a service member is not defined by their uniform, so these guys that went over, they signed up for the military, served in the military, and went over, and I think we need to trust their training and... And treat them as service members in the sense that we let them be there um, and well, work we that out. And that's we, they, they, they let them be there. And thanks for the call, Jennifer, by proxy of, I guess, not stopping them from leaving the country. certain somebody in a certain other studio is uh, proud of himself because now in my email people are wanting a link to the story about how they uh, two soldiers may have escaped well I said it off the air as a joke and you brought it up on the air so you did this to yourself I, because it's an obvious joke all right, what if I said, after what Ross said, all right, hear me out, people who think this is real. What if I said, if you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire, and then fill in the blank. Is there a number? Is there a website? I mean, how would I find them? In the Los Angeles Underground. Okay. Well, you well, you think they're running a storefront? The old, the A team. I mean, I, I always wondered, you know, how did you find them? Did they have pamphlets? They have flyers. 
Like you how Google do... ATeam.com, I'm sure. But this Just is like back in the day. I mean, back in the day. Oh, back in the day. I, I, you know, I don't know, because what are we talking? What was it, 72 or something? Right, when they were sentenced for a crime they didn't commit? So you're right. I don't know that you could just go on ATeam.com and, uh, and, and, and figure it out. I don't know. Mr. T has a distinct look. And it constantly had work. Like, they were never oh, out yeah. of work. So how do, how, are they, how do they get these jobs? Word of mouth, man. It's the okay. best. Other than radio, it's the best marketing. I always thought it was weird that the guy, like J. Scott Farron, was, the, was the, the guy that, like, he was the bad guy in the series. The law offices of J. Scott Farron. You remember that well, guy? That's the spoke, but he's the spokesman for it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because didn't they have they had another dude and then he died? I can't remember. Because for the longest time as a kid, I thought that guy was like really the guy. Like I thought he was J. Scott Farron. Like he was the <laughs> lawyer. And then it was like later on when I got older, I saw the A Team episodes, and I'm like, you're not a real lawyer. Well, maybe he is. Look, some <laughs> guys uh, they do it's, uh, they do the entertainment and the business, then they find something else. Really, you thought you thought you thought as the a guy kid, from- yeah, I was shocked as a kid. I'm like, you're not really a lawyer. This is all a big lie. Well, now you're now, and then what? Now, even now, you live next to uh, the home offices, so that's exciting, right? Isn't Farron? Isn't that law office based out of Durham? Isn't that their headquarters? Oh, wait, is it really? I thought it was. Maybe I'm maybe I'm misinformed on that. But yeah, so you thought, but that would be the lawyer you'd want to hire, right? I mean, yeah, I pretty much took down the A-team. That would be the guy you'd want to hire right there because that is a guy who will do whatever it takes to win. So, no matter the odds. All right, let's get to uh, phone calls. Folks been holding on. Ramona, uh, you're up next. Go right ahead. That's you. Hello, hello, Ramona. Hello, yeah. Hey. Yes, hello, Casey. Yes. Um, I have a little different angle on the uh, these uh, soldiers. Um, you mentioned the young man that went to the Sentinel Islands to reach mm-hmm. those, try to reach those savages or whatever you want to call them. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, my husband and I went as missionaries to uh, Suriname, South America, and we went fully uh, accepting that if we were ever taken hostage in a situation, whatever, that there would be no ransom. There would be no. That was the policy of the mission. Um, sure. And so, you know, and it did happen to one pilot. He was, uh, his plane was hijacked, and but this was several years later after we had left Suriname and the country had been taken over by the communists. Um, we never experienced that un- terrible unrest in that little tiny country. But anyway, um, it, it, I think that those soldiers, they went, and I... I did they not go fully understanding that they they themselves were responsible for their own behavior? Well, I, I, yeah, my, I don't want to say that the soldiers are the ones begging for the government to intervene because that's not what we've seen in the video. So they may they right. may be fully under I, that understanding. I you know I don't know. Yeah, yeah. As far as what happens, and and this is another point. Um, Five men were killed in the jungles of Ecuador in 1952, and they went fully well knowing what they were stepping into. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I believe that we don't know always what's going to happen after that. After that happened, the whole tribe, just about the whole tribe, did come to Christ. And a movie was made uh, that was actually made from the point of view of those savage um, Wairani Indians. They, they were called Alka to begin with, but they're now known as Wairani. Uh, the movie's called um, End of the Spear. I would recommend anybody, everybody, to see that movie. It was just from the culture of the Indians that, in the end, um, they learned that, you know, there was a God and that he came to save them from themselves, and, and they experienced peace that no man can give and, and harmony in their, their tribe. Well, let me ask you a question, because that's a very good point. Um, is, and I, I only know what I know from talking with people who've done big missionary trips and, um, and the organizations uh, such as like Samaritan's Purse and others based out of North Carolina mm-hmm. that, that, that do this. There is a certain amount of precautions, planning, and, um, mm-hmm. and forward thinking mm-hmm. that goes into this, obviously, right? Uh, because you want to yes, be able to accomplish yes. your work. You want to knowing that it's not necessarily always going to be safe, or it may be very unsafe. Right. But there are certain decisions that are made before organizations will send their people out and, 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 and do these things. So in the case of North uh-huh. Sentinel Island, that was something that, one, was inherently illegal even to go on the island, but you can argue past that, saying, you know, that's man's laws versus God's law. But also the fact that he decided to go alone and and not in any way, shape, or form had a, had a plan to to deal with what yes. he was going to deal with there. So you know mm-hmm. that would be my criticism to that, not the idea that he felt that his life's calling was to uh, you know spread spread God's word. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know what is the mindset of these two guys that went over. So I don't want to uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to imply that they're begging to be rescued, but it it has created a scenario. It, it's un it has. undoubtedly has, and I don't know okay. I don't know what obligation people think that they have to uh, to do that. So yeah, and and the other thing that co- makes it complicated is that we did sign an agreement with Ukraine that they give up their nuclear weapons, and we would uh, um, you know be in their corner, take, protect yeah. them. And the uh, yeah. now yeah. that we're not going to keep that agreement, that's, that's, I see, see that as wrong. That was a stupid thing that our country, I think, did. They, Ukraine should have never given up their nuclear weapons, number one. Well, well, uh, well there have been some people running Ukraine over the years that, frankly, I don't know that I want their finger on the button, but, um, <laughs> or, I mean... It, I know that people are probably, this is probably the first time most people probably know who Ukraine's president is, but um, Mm, you you don't mm, have to look back that far to see the last guy that they overthrew uh, here a few presidential cycles ago, because that dude was, that was a bad dude. And so, all right, well, let me, let me uh, say this, thank you very much. Well, one more point, one more thing, if if you've got a moment. Yeah, real quick. Real quick. Um, As far as the young man going to Sentinel Islands, he, I think what he did was unwise. Whatever we have done as missionaries or people that have gone to express our faith in foreign lands, we have gone as a group. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We've gone under, under. For me, initially, it was under chaperones. I, I didn't do anything alone when I went to Europe as a, as a teenager for three years. And, and I think there is safety in numbers. There is safety in the council of people that are, that are wiser than us, you know, as individuals. And I think that young man made a, a fundamental mistake. No question. All right, Ramona, thank you so much for the call and for hanging out. Okay. You're welcome. All right. So, yeah, you got to, uh, how, you, how do you say, you pick, you, you pick your battles. And uh, you can do so in, uh, in uh, you know, the, the, one of these soldiers didn't go alone. He went with his buddy. And, uh, again, I don't know what the motivation is, um, and I don't know what they're thinking right now. I know that I don't believe anything that's video that's put out by the, uh, the puppet government there, though. Those guys, that dude couldn't look more, more uh, coerced and uh, pre-beat if he uh, tried. Uh, Eddie, what's up? Hey, Casey. We just want to thank you for your time every morning. It somewhat keeps me from choking somebody out, usually. Um, I have a comment on the two guys. If the uh, active soldiers and ambassadors and official employees were expendable in Benghazi, then we in no way, shape, or form in any government fashion should get involved. Yeah, and I just want to draw a quick distinction. Even though uh, the uh, guys in Benghazi, former military, they were they were there as contractors, so they... You know, they were contracted uh, by the U.S. government and specifically our consulate. And I think that that's right. an important so, distinction. So, uh, and made them an employee, and they let them hang to dry. Sure did, yeah, no question. All right, all right, Eddie, thanks for the call. Thank you very much. We'll come back. More calls coming up. Hang on. Ten years of news twice an hour and smart talk all day. 94.5 WPTI in the Triad and 106.1 FM talk in the Triangle. All right, good morning, 822 here on the KCO Day radio program. How much would you pay for a photo opportunity with the Vice President of the United States? Well, if you said 15000 then, um, well, you're wrong because nobody was paying it. Yes, the DNC, who had previously been offering $15,000 per photo meet-and-greet tickets, apparently has now dropped the price to $5,000 since nobody was wanting to spend $15,000 for a uh, photo with uh, Kamala Harris. But still, five grand? Holy crap, man. Well, five grand for a flipping photo? Ross, what do you charge, man? 25000 why would that way? I don't have to take a picture with anyone. Oh, okay. That's so. That's a preventative price, right? Ah, that makes sense. That's good stuff. You wait. Some guy's listening. He's got more money than brains. Twenty five thousand dollars, and you're going to take a photo. I mean, it's a great investment. Is it? What is the what? What do you do with that? I mean, does, it get, does that you get just you frame discounts it? At all you just frame it, or? and you like watch the value go up. Okay. It's like, uh, um, uh, what am I thinking of? It's, it's like an NFT. 
It, it, yeah, just like that. Yeah, Coach Pete yeah. wrote a book about it. Oh, did he? Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't think any of that's true. <laughs> I, no, I think it is true that you'd take 25000 for a photo. Though. I sure would. Yeah, you would. All right, uh, Scott, what's going on? Hey, sir. How you doing? Pretty good. Good. I'm former commissioned officer in the Army Infantry and Special Operations. My opinion is we should do nothing. Uh, these men uh, did not go over there in any capacity representing the United States government. That means they're mercenaries. And under international law, the Geneva Convention does not apply to them. So they, uh, just like a spy, it does not apply to them. They could be executed. Uh, the lady that called in who was a missionary, I think the legal concept she was trying to speak of is called assumption of risk. They okay. assumed the risk when they went over there, and that that's you got to know that's going to happen. You could be captured, killed. That's It's all on you. So they personally declared war on Russia, so this is their problem and no one else's. Uh, only our Congress can declare war. Uh, <laughs> that you or me or anybody else uh, should not be able to get the entire country into World War III based on our own stupid uh, actions. The second thing is, if we're going to talk about agreements, let's talk about all of them. What about the Minsk Agreement? In what we, capacity? You're talking about the base. Okay. Or, yeah. Yeah. Well, the United States in 1991, along with Russia. And all the former Soviet states, including the Ukraine, agreed that under no circumstances would any of those countries ever apply for any admission into NATO. And just a couple of weeks before Russia uh, it went into this military action in the Ukraine, VP Harris was over there running her mouth about how they should join NATO. Oh, yeah. So, so I, I mean, she, she or Joe Biden inadvertently referred to them as a NATO member at one point. I think yeah, so, audio. yeah, another thing. Uh, what about the 46 bioweapons lab now that the Department of Defense acknowledges is over there in the Ukraine? I mean, a lot of the stuff we're hearing or not hearing um, from the press is part of the problem. Uh, the Ukraine has been uh, a playground for all sorts of corruption and illegal activity now for a number of years. Okay. And, uh, pr yeah, probably the reason we're uh, so worked up about it, we being the current administration and government in Washington, is they don't want a heck of a lot of stuff coming out that the uh, Russians are going to bring to the international press, and some, in some cases they already are. It's just being ignored by our press about all kinds of illegal activity that's been taking place over there. Uh, so I wouldn't be so quick to necessarily jump to the Ukraine's defense. Um, there's enough blame to go around, but clearly uh, these men are on their own. They assume the risk. They're under international law. They're mercenaries. So the Geneva Convention law of land warfare does not apply to them. Uh, and and a lot of these kinds of people are executed when they're captured in a, in a time of war. And most professional military officers, soldiers, and so on, quite frankly, historically, we really frown on mercenaries. They're, they're not considered as noble characters. Okay, they're Historically, they're, most of them are, are soldiers of fortune. They're, they're soldiers for profit. Uh, they're not fighting for, the, for your country or for some noble cause. They, they're, they're, their biggest cause they usually fight for is themselves uh, well, and for look, profit. But on the but, side, sir, let me just say this. You've you got to make a living, too. And uh, we sit in North Carolina. <laughs> we're one of the premier, uh, one of the premier yeah. uh, essentially, private operators uh, of RAN uh, in the form of Blackwater. Now it's, uh, I can't remember what they changed their name to. But yeah. In right. most cases, those are former members of the military that are doing a variety of things. Some of it's just training, you know, training and logistical sure. stuff. But sometimes yes, it's sir. providing uh, military-style security services. 
That's right. But, that. but uh, well, but when they're hired to do it, they are hired in an official capacity by the U.S. government. Not That's always. Uh, totally Sometimes they're different. hired by other well, governments. This is true. Um, there, there should be some governments they're not allowed to be hired by. That's my opinion. Um, for example, I don't think any of them should be working for the Chinese Communist Party or uh, Iran, for example. Uh, Sir, I got ten seconds. I, unfortunately, I got I got a roll. But thanks for the call, Scott. It's been very informative, and I appreciate you listening. And we will be back. One zero six one FM Talk and ninety four five WPTI, two stations driving the best in talk. This is Casey O'Day and Carolina's Morning News. Good morning, eight thirty six. You're back now, Casey O'Day Radio Program. Uh, one more quick phone call on uh, all this Soldier of Fortune stuff, and then a few other stories I got to get to. Uh, Janet, what's going on? Hey. So, just for the record, Pamela would have to pay me to take a picture with her. That's why I stand on that. But um, the main reason reason I called was um, I just wanted to clarify on the Benghazi thing. Those soldiers weren't hung out to dry by any day. Like, that was Hillary specifically. And to quote her on that, you know, what does it matter now? What difference does that make? Well, it is her, but she was serving in the capacity as a representative for the United States. I mean, so, you know. Right. We, that is us. As much as, as as much as it sucks, that is us. Hey, what? We weren't the one that made the decision. She was the one that made that decision. Right, but we have that position specifically so somebody could be appointed to make that decision, essentially be the uh, the diplomacy head for, and the person who was ultimately responsible for all of the embassies and consulates around the world, and that's what that job is, and that's the job she had. And that was a result of America voting in a president who thought that she was going to be the right person for the job. So, well, maybe that's why she doesn't have a job now. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm, you know, as much as, as much as I hate it, man, I'm looking at some of these cabinet members, and, you know, like Pete Buttigieg is worthless. And I actually thought he was, he was wrong on a bunch of stuff, but I thought he was... Uh, pretty reasonable guy um, we first got into this and he just i was wrong that dude's an idiot or he is just he's right. deeply uh, politically evil uh, it's it's one or the other so i agree 100 percent on that one all right all right have a good one there janet thank you very much yeah the amount of gaslighting that pete Buttigieg is willing to do Oh, no, standing there for photo ops. Had the president of the United States down there last week at the Port of Los Angeles. Everything's great. We allocated a bunch of money in that one spending bill. Really? Can I look at how? Oh, I look at that. Most of it is allocated with the requirement that be utilized for green projects to replace existing infrastructure. So, essentially, the port trucks, they need to make them uh, EVs. How is that helping the fact that there's ships parked for literally... A hundred miles off the coast. So, you know, don't don't give me that garbage. I saw a report here. Um, where's the headline here? Do, 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 do. Sorry, I was scrolling past some other stuff on this, uh, on this website here. So I'll throw this out. Maybe a trucker can answer. Um, yeah, truckers issue warning, quote, we're running out. We're running out of diesel. Is that true? 
Not that, not is it really expensive, but are are you guys literally running out? I'm watching this this video of uh, the uh, long haul trucker on here, and he is um, he's describing it. and He seems pretty convincing. Uh, also, there's a problem with uh, acquisition of engine oil, diesel oil, and engine oil. Um, he says there are, uh, he knows of trucks that are stranded because there's simply no diesel fuel, and then they will have to sit there and then figure out how they're going to get some fuel there so they can get to where they need to. I read an article on Zero Hedge about two months ago that there's going to be a diesel shortage, like charts and everything, and this is why there's going to be a shortage, you know, and, is, and the consequences you know, from, from that. You know, what if we had a secretary of transportation? It kind of feels like that would fall under his purview, right? I right. mean, I mean like, if I can read about it on Twitter from Zero Hedge, you figure he would know about it. Well, it's not like, remember Obama used to learn all his stuff on the news? I don't think that this administration works. That was his favorite thing, wasn't it? They'd ask him about some big story that was a, it, that there's no way, shape, or form wasn't in his morning brief, and he'd be like, yeah, yeah, I just happened to see it on the news. Yeah, we'll look into that. Buy himself a little extra time. I want to say that the uh, the CEO of Flying J was testifying, the, the truck stops, uh, was testifying here the other day the other day about how this is going to be a huge problem. So, um, but I mean, this dude's, this guy's talking about uh, stranded trucks and all sorts of stuff. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pretty scary stuff, man. When you already look at a supply chain that is fundamentally broken and continues to be fundamentally broken. So now there's another part of that that's going to get jacked around. I hope that, uh, you know creating a system where you can justify the huge expenditures of your green technology, which doesn't currently match with fossil fuel technology, so that you can make a point which requires things to be really expensive. I hope it's all worth it. That's a good point. So, uh, yes, fuel, and this ties into fuel oil uh, with diesel. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be in the Northeast right now. Do you guys use fuel oil at your house? Did you ever use that growing up, Ross? I'm curious uh, how many houses even still use it. I honestly don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. You didn't have a guy, you didn't have something that came by and filled up the... No. No, okay. So we had we had on site, we had a diesel tank, and then we had a uh, uh, an unleaded tank, uh, a gas tank, fuel tank. Um on the property, but we also had giant propane tanks, and then we actually had a coal thing for uh, one of the barns, which is actually heated by coal. And so people would be coming by, and you know, it'd have to take large scale deliveries throughout the year. And uh, boy, when those prices fluctuated, that was um, things got thin, man. That's how that works. Um, all right, eight 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 nine three four seven eight seven four. Maybe we'll find out a little more there. I just I just feel like this would be a really good use of uh, some folks' time. 
if uh, they wanted to go ahead and uh, in the Department of Transportation, I don't know, maybe look into some of that stuff. All right. So I thought somebody I thought you were sending me a real email, sir, and I just realized that it's a joke. You're just making fun of Joe Biden. I thought I was getting real testimony and some background information I could use. But nope. No, nope, you went in a different direction. Well, that's fine. Fool me once. Now I'm not reading your stuff anymore. Until you send other stuff, probably. Uh Disney's Buzz Lightyear, or or no, it's not called Buzz Lightyear, it's just called Lightyear, right? He was just called Lightyear. Um, not at all hitting any of the estimates that were expected. I believe they estimated it would draw at least seventy million at domestic box office, but it uh, was it barely limped into second place. And uh, is going to be the first major Pixar release, which I don't know how they designate what are major or minor, um, to not top the spot at the domestic, uh, not have the top spot at the domestic box office. Now, in this article, which is total, it's a total moonbat writer, but they're actually onto something they just don't realize. Uh, when talking about the various reasons why um, it is not reaching its goal, uh, let me just read you one part. Saudi Arabia and United Arab Emirates have banned Lightyear over a same sex kiss between Hawthorne and another female character, her on screen partner. Inclusion of the scene has instigated a collective anger at the film albeit for a variety of different reasons. According to UAE's Media Regulatory Office, Lightyear was in violation of its country's media content standards. I think China also didn't let them. Conservatives, meanwhile, seem to be fearful that they and their children are becoming indoctrinated to view LGBTQ plus characters with compassion and humanity. See, that's, that's a little dig there. So it's because you might actually have to, you know, see somebody who is uh, gay and, and, and have compassion for them, as if that is uh, lacking for people who just feel that maybe that shouldn't be in children's stuff. None of it should be in children's stuff. But uh, they also point out that um, uh, in progressive circles, the kiss doesn't go far enough, and it's seen as pandering in a token gesture. So they're, they're, they're striking onto the accurate point here, and the accurate point is, You've decided that you're going to do this, and you've ticked everyone off. Go woke, go broke, and this is what you get. The same for the same reason Harris Teeter should just sell you know stuff and not respond to Twitter things. That's not going to be helpful for them. But man, Disney picks up. Disney can't help itself. So what are you going to do? All right, Ray Stajic, Weather Channel. He's here, and uh, yes, boy, you're going to hate this guy today. Go right ahead, sir. <laughs> well, I mean, hate is such a powerful word mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't know if i'd go with hate but you know guess what not as humid as last week right thought the air mass would be hotter it may be but uh, i'm a little underwhelmed so i'm trying to downplay the heat a little bit still in the mid upper 90s uh probably not records though but uh, hot enough as i said and heat will stick with us in the afternoon that may be a shower thunderstorm Tonight, 70. Tomorrow in the mid-upper 80s. So we do back it off a little. Friday, a few clouds in the upper 80s. Weekend looks good, KC. Great for outdoor plans, whatever you want to do. Last weekend of the month of June, we are almost halfway through the year pretty soon. Santa Claus and Jingle Bells, right? We're almost there. It's 97 degrees. Just stop it. (laughs) I'm trying to make people feel better about the heat. Reindeer burst into flames, man. Yeah, exactly. But the weekend looks great. Uh, great for outdoor plans. 
Uh, maybe even a bigger cool down by about Tuesday of next week. Might not get out of the lower 80s, so uh, we'll look forward to that. Okay. All right. Well, we'll yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, man. Yep. We'll come back, chat with Jeff Bellinger next. Hang on. Your day smarter and celebrating 10 years of keeping you better informed. 1061 FM Talk and News Talk 94.5 WPTI. More with KC starts now. 852, your Bloomberg update now with Jeff Bellinger. Jeff, what's happening? Well, good morning, KC. Uh, Wall Street started the week with a rally. We saw the key indexes up from 2 to 2.5% at the close yesterday. But the analysts are saying that's looking a lot like a, a bear market bounce because futures are pointing lower this morning. Investors are on edge ahead of Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell's appearance before the Senate Banking Committee. He'll be sworn in next hour. The crude oil futures are falling on growing concerns about a possible recession. A source says President Biden has decided he will ask Congress to suspend the federal tax on gasoline to lower pump prices and bring some relief to drivers. Critics of the plan say it could cause people to drive even more this summer and that would drive up demand for gas and send prices higher again. New reports suggest supply chain issues are to blame for much of the inflation that's hurting the economy. Researchers at the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco say supply constraints made worse by the war in Ukraine account for up to half of the surge in inflation. A third of the increase was blamed on demand. Economists at Citigroup say the odds of a global recession are close to 50-50 now. The experts say supply chain issues are still driving up prices and lowering demand while central banks all around the world are hiking interest rates. The economists don't rule out the possibility that central bankers could bring about soft landings, but they say history does not favor such scenarios. Home loan demand was up last week, a nearly 8% increase in applications for new mortgages, more than offset, a more than 3% drop in refi requests. Mortgage bankers report overall application volume was up a little more than 4%. In KC, some employers taking a harder look at open positions in their companies. In some cases, they're deciding they don't really need to fill the openings. The career site Indeed says firms that have struggled to find qualified candidates have now begun to cut some jobs or slow the pace of their hiring. The nation's biggest private employers, Amazon.com and Walmart, are thinning out their hourly workforces through attrition. Casey? All right, Jeff, thank you very much. Talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Have a good day. Take care. Yep. Um, looking at this headline here, maybe I'm missing something. Uh, it says, uh, I can't win in this market why LGBTQ home buyers say mortgage rates and home prices are hitting them especially hard. What? Is it is there a different mortgage rate if you're gay? I'm not familiar. Ross, would you get me the gay price on the house and the straight price on some of the houses, especially in Raleigh, maybe inside the Beltline, where things are just crazy right now? Is there two different prices? Because I don't see that on the Zillow. I what is the point of writing that article, where play, where homes are um, very much in demand, and prices have gone through the roof? That is impactful literally for everyone. Maybe it's because they, they skew younger in age, but then it's an age thing. Uh, CNBC, why would you write a headline like that? 
whatever. Not that the other sees any better. So yesterday, the Supreme Court handed down a ruling that basically said that where they're using up in Maine, where they have um, uh, school choice school choice credits, uh, that in fact, if parents want to utilize the money which is attached to their child and do so at a school that is a religious-based school, they're welcome to do it, and that they can't bar them from doing it. And of course, everyone lost their mind, and they would throw out examples like, well, what if there was a Church of Satan school? Then you wouldn't like it. And no, look, if Church of Satan wants to open a school, and more importantly, if parents want to send their kids to the Church of Satan school, and it's meeting uh, whatever the guidelines are to be a school in Maine, where there are guidelines, um, then by all means, send your kid to the Church of Satan school. I'm sure the pep rallies will be amazing. I'm assuming that not for the goat, though. But otherwise, you know, whatever. It's You know what, it's the same dumb, lazy argument that uh, where they go, you know what would really irritate these conservatives, these yokels with the guns? It would be uh, if black people had guns. Nope. That, that, that dog don't hunt. Nobody cares if somebody, regardless of color, has guns and, and are responsible gun owners. They just don't care. I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of all of the uh, all of the uh, the black people in my orbit. If any of them don't have guns, and I don't know that I know any that don't have guns that I would consider uh, you know better than just acquaintances. If, in fact, there's one dude I know, and I think he might have more guns than I've ever even thought was appropriate to own, at least for my situation. It's truly impressive. But, you know, that's his thing. But I also, you know, whatever. That's it's why it's a lazy argument. But for over at CNN, no, no, no. It's enough to get them all ginned up. So who do they get? Jeffrey Tubin, who's he's a gun grabber, but he also grabs other stuff from time to time, generally on, uh, on Zoom calls. Well, this, again, is just part of a major trend. And the larger subject is, can the government fund religious schools? Can taxpayer dollars go to schools that are openly religious? Now, un- this is in, this is why this is inherently dishonest because this is really important here. The money is attached to the child. The money is attached to the kids. So uh, it's it's a BS argument. Under the free exercise clause, um, we have parochial schools in this country, and we have uh, children. Uh, parents can educate their children um, with any under any sort of uh, religious uh, uh, any religion they like. However, there is also the establishment clause of the First Amendment, which said the mm-hmm. uh, Congress cannot establish a religion, and historically. The court has said if there is government money going to religious institutions, including schools, that is a violation of the Establishment Clause. Okay, well, that's not what they said, but that's Jeffrey Tubin, and that's what he's decided to sit here and run, that hot pile of garbage. I wouldn't expect any more. See you tomorrow. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.